Good evening. Okay, some of you are normally in the room. Just me and David. This is great. I'm going to mute all of you. Uh, tonight we're learning Maseches Psachim, Daf Ayin Beis, um, and only Daf Ayin Beis, just to the top of Ayin Gimel and Ralph. I was uh, in bed for a chunk of the day today. I think vaccine number two has, uh, is continuing to take its toll on me. Um, so uh, we're going to start at the Mishnah on the bottom of Ayin Aleph Amid Beis. And this new Mishnah speaks about things that we've spoken about in the past, but uh, with a different spin. And that is, what if one's kavanos change as they are bringing the korban? So let's go straight into the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down. Ayin Aleph Amid Beis. If a person has an intersection between Yud Dalet of Nisan, where we're obligated to bring a korban Pesach, and Shabbos itself, so we've already learned the Gzeir Shabbat that it's appropriate still to bring a Korban Pesach. However, if it's Shabbos and you're bringing a Korban Pesach, but Shachto Shaloli Shmo, you decide that this Korban is not a Korban Pesach. It's a Neder, a Nedava, whatever it is. It's something other than what it should be. So the Halacha is Chayv Alav It's the same action. You take a knife, you do the Shechita. It's the same action. But the Halacha is it's your Chayv So obviously this was done B'Shogeg. It wasn't done intentionally. A Korban Chatos is never given as an out when there's a mazid, when you've done a violation intentionally, only when it is, um, only when it is done b'shogeg. So here this, uh, he thought it should have been different or whatever his, whatever was going on in his head. We'll detail that a little bit more later, but that halacha would be that you're chay v'chatas. Ush'ar kol any other korban that a person were to bring on this day of Shabbos, sheshacht on the shame Pesach, let's say you take a, a zevach, an animal that isn't um, it wasn't the one that was set aside for the Korban Pesach, and you shechted it L'Shem Pesach. So here we have a discussion. If the animal that you are now posing as your Korban Pesach, if it's really not Ra'ui, let's say, for example, it's a huge cow. Cows are not roi for that. So if it's a huge cow, so the halacha is chayiv. The halacha is that one is going to be a chayiv for that, uh, for that bringing that korban. It's a, it's a non-korban Pesach animal. And you brought it as though it's a korban Pesach on Shabbos, on Yudalad, which is Shabbos. You're chayiv for having violated Shabbos. You're chayiv achatas. So the Mishnah continues, three lines, four lines into the Mishnah. However, if you're bringing a random korban and the animal is a roi korban, really, it's the right sheep. It's the right kind of animal. So there we have a big, big machlokes tanoim, and this machlokes is going to carry us through most of the day today. Rabbi Eliezer mechayev chatos, Rabbi Yeshua poter. Rabbi Eliezer says that if the animal um, appears that it could have been a psachim, a korban pesach, so the halacha is you're still going to be chayev chatos. Rabbi Yeshua is poter. What is their machlokes about? So their machlokes is about a principle called ta'ab mitzvah. If a person makes a, uh, makes a mistake, it's an iser do'oraisa error, but it was in line with a mitzvah. I'm trying to bring a korban pesach. I, I made a mistake. I had the wrong animal. Ra'oi, not ra'oi. So if it's ra'oi, Rabbi Yoshua would still say, Tav mitzvah is pater. My intention was to do good things. And even though the action that I did in a vacuum, no question about it would be an Isra Doraisa. But here, because you were striving to fulfill, there's some shemets. You didn't fulfill the mitzvah. Obviously, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah. But because your intentions were what they were, so therefore, says, the, says Rabbi Yoshua, you're going to be pater. Now, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua are going to dialogue about this in the Mishnah. We get to see a little bit of their banter, their back and forth about this principle of tab, mitzvah, pater, or chayev. If a person makes a mistake with the mitzvah, what would we say? So then it says the, the Mishnah as follows. We're about three, four lines in, uh, before the lines get wide in the Gemara. Hold on one second. 
Rabbi Eliezer says to Rabbi Yoshua, how can you be so lenient? How can you say that Tob and Mitzvah is going to be Pater? Ma'ima Pesach shu muter lishmo sheshina shemochayev. The Korban Pesach, which we know that we're allowed to bring on Yudalad, which falls out on Shabbos. There, if you bring it with the right intentions, you're good. You bring it with the wrong intentions, you're chayev achatas. Then Zvachim, a random animal, out of the blue, you pull one out of the barn. Shehena surin lishman, even if you would have brought it for its own sake, a nadar, a nadava, a rat, whatever it is, that's not allowed on Shabbos. Then all the more so, kishashinu es shiman, even though you're going to be thinking about Pesach, eno din shehei chayev, of course you're going to be chayev in such a case. So Rabbi Eliezer doesn't like the sheet of Rabbi Yoshua. Amar lei, first long line, Amar lei, Rabbi Yoshua, no, Rabbi Eliezer, you misunderstood. Imam Pesach, if we say by a korban pesach sheshinu bedavar aser, you changed your mindset. Tomar bezvachem sheshinu bedavar amuter. But with this random korban, where we said that that maybe you might be putter when Rabbi Yeshua holds that you're putter, but there your kavanas were good. But by the korban pesach, your kavanas were bad. So you're going to be chayiv in one, but putter in the other. You're going to be chayiv by the korban pesach. Afalp that it's idealistically brought on Shabbos. But your kavanas were bad, so therefore you're going to be held accountable. And when you have a random zevach, a non-korban Pesach animal, but your intent is for Pesach, so there Rabbi Yeshua says you're going to be pater tov, a mitzvah pater. Amar le Rabbi Eliezer, sorry, I still don't agree with you. Why not? There are korbanos of the tzibur that will prove against your point. What are emurei tzibur? The Meforshim explained that we're talking about Korbanos t'midin umusafin on Shabbos. So we know that on Shabbos, of course, every day of the year, we bring a korban tamid shel shachar and a korban tamid shel ben harbayim, which is the bedrock for many halachos that we've seen here. Um, as mentioned, the korban pesach, which comes first, the korban pesach, or is it the tamid? One says ben harbayim, then both of them say mibo erev. So all the discussions we saw many blot ago. But here, Rabbi Eliezer is arguing from that vantage point. In regards to the korbanos, the emurei tzibur, the t'midin and the, and the musafin, which we know are allowed to be brought on Shabbos, Shein Mutar and Lishman, these animals can be brought when they're brought properly. The Tamid can be brought if the intent is to bring a Tamid. You take a random animal and then you say, this is a Tamid, even if it's not a Tamid. So the halacha is at your chayin. So Rabbi Eliezer says that should be the equivalence to our case where Rabbi Yoshua says, Pater, why don't we make the same exact uh, equivalence? That's not a good comparison either. We cannot learn from, from a Mure Tzibor because in regards to the Emure Tzibor, the Tmidin and the Mutsafin, we know exactly what number those are. So fine, that's one area. There I'll agree with you that you're going to be chayib. If you take a random animal and you make it into a Korban Tamid, you're right. I'm going to agree that if you do that on Shabbos, you're chayib. Tomar Pesach, but in contrast by Pesach, she'en lo kitzvah. It's not two korbanos of Pesach. We saw the Gemara where Agrippas asked the Kohen Gadol, can you please tell me how many Jews there are? So he took a census with kidneys, or maybe, says Gemara, with every kidney they flipped out a coin because there were some logistical challenges of burning it because it had to all be burned with the animal with which it came. What are you going to do? You're going to label every animal not so pasha. So maybe when they were when Agrippas was talking to the Kohen Gadol, it was just tokens, whatever it was. But says Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Eliezer, you can't argue that way because the our case you're arguing from by the you're arguing from the Tmidin and the Musaf, and there's a fixed number of those korbanos. Masha'in Kane in the world of Pesach, ain't lo kitzvah. So then says the Gemara, a new shita that we haven't seen yet. Rabbi Meir, he's the most lenient of them all. Five lines from the bottom. Rabbi Meir Omer, Af Hashochet the Shame Emurei Tzibur Pater. 
Whereas even Rabbi Yehoshua would have agreed that if a person takes a random animal and dedicates it as a korban tamid, but it's not a korban tamid, if he were to have done that, he would still say that you're pater. That's in contrast, uh, Rabbi Meir would say pater, while even Rabbi Yehoshua would say chayim. Good. Now the last four lines are things that we've learned before. Most of it we've seen before, not quite all of it. Shachto, if the if the if the shechita was done shalol ochlav, if you did shechita for people who cannot eat, we, we defined this earlier in the masechla just a couple blot ago as as a zaken or a cholesh shalol ochlav or shalol for people who are not part of the chabura la'arel and people who are uncircumcised ve'latmei and people who are tummy, they're not eligible to eat. In all of those cases, if you do that shechita of that, uh, of that animal on Shabbos, you're going to be chayib. Now, during the week you could have done it, I guess, you wouldn't have been chayib, but you also wouldn't have fulfilled the mitzvah sase of Korban Pesach. But on Shabbos, Pashat, you're going to be chayib because you just did a shechita for absolutely no purpose at all. That's not allowed. However, le'ochla v'shelo le'ochla, if the kavana was for those who can eat it and those who can't, lemnuya v'shelo lemnuya, those who are part of the Chabur and those who are not, those who are circumcised and those who are not, and those who are Tameh and those who are Tahor. So that, it's just interesting. I just noticed in all the cases, all the positive ones were first and the negative ones were second. In the last one, it's Tameh first and Tahor last. I don't know, it's a question. I don't know if it's a real question or not. Anyways, the Mishnah concludes, uh, let's say that a person does the Shechita, and after the shechita is over, he sees that the animal is a balmum. Uh, he's missing an ear. He's missing an eye. Something that's blaring. Because all of the mumen that we look for are relatively simple to find. So the halacha is at your chayv. We'll see later in the Gemara today. That's because you were irresponsible. Because checking for balimum, this is what we have by selichos for the yamim no rayim, for, for Rosh Chodesh Elul. We don't mess around. Minimum four days. Otherwise, you get 11 days. Why? Why the four days of the Meforshim there say? I believe it's quoted in the Mishnah because we want to do a Bikoras. We want to be checked like animals to make sure that we're, that we're not Bale Mumin as we walk into the, into the high holidays, into the months of Elul and into the, into the Yamim No Rai. Anyways, uh, let's continue. Shachto Venimsa, Trefa Beseser, Potter. If a person does a Shrita and then they later find a Trefa Beseser, that is Potter. What's a Trefa Beseser? So some of the Trefas, they're obvious and we check for them. There's a whole slew of them. I believe there are 18 uh, Trefos that we check for. But there are some, uh, like the ones at the a, a hole in the skull where there shouldn't be a hole in the skull and other such Trefas, the lungs, we can't pre check those. You cut the animal open, the animals. That's a problem itself. So if it's a nimsa treif of b'seser, so then you're potter. Let's say it's Shabbos, you did the shechita, and as you're cutting the animal open, you find that it's taka treif, but you didn't know because it's treif of b'seser. It was an internal an, an internal problem that you didn't you couldn't have possibly seen. Then you're potter. Shachto, let's say you did the shechita, and then right after it's done, v'noda shemashcha balim. The people who said no, 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 I I I don't really want to take part in this uh, korban pesach. Uh, or they died, or they became Tame. To be clear, this whole mission is the same Misa, it's the same action, but the pivot between a Dindo Raisa and a Dindo Rabbanon. And Isser de Raisa and Isser de Rabbanon has nothing to do with the Misa. It's all about the Machshava, which is a very powerful idea. We have this idea by Shabbos, Malachas Machshavas Amar but a lot of this is not a question of Misa. Almost all of this is identical activities. The only question is, where was your brain? And one of the best contrasts is a mum versus a trefa. By a mum, you're lazy. You didn't do your job. You're, you're chayed if you do that korban. You should have looked better. But the trefa, you couldn't have looked better. Same action, same misa, but you will not be held accountable. So now the Gemara on the top of Ayin Bezim is going to start digging into this Mishnah. It's going to start with the first part of the Mishnah. 
What was the first part of the Mishnah? A person who shechs a korban Pesach, but he does so shaloli shmo. He changes his mindset. So asks the Gemara, what is the shaloli shmo? Let's figure out what he was thinking. Says the Gemara's follows, but what's the case we were dealing with? He made a mistake. He's bringing the korban Pesach and he's like, I want this to be my korban Chagiga. I want this to be a neder or a nedava. It's a, it's a toes. Well, if that's true, and you'd still be chayev achatos, like it says in our Mishnah, shamas minah, that would imply akira betos havi akira, that your accidental mind change is actually valuable. But we don't pask in that way. The Gemara doesn't finish the sentence. But really, we don't pask in that way because there's another shita out there. I believe it's in the name of Rabbah. And we pask in like that, not like this. Rabbah holds akira betos lo havi akira. So the mindset of whether or not you accidentally change your mindset that's a machlokes in the Amoraim as to whether or not that's considered a real mind change. So if that's true, says the Gemara, if that's true, then says the Gemara, Akira betos, havya Akira, that, that can't be. So therefore it can't be that our Mishnah was betos. Ella says the Gemara, it's beoker. It must be where he intentionally changed his mindset. But if he intentionally changed his mindset, so that causes for another problem. How can you be chay v'chatas if it was intentional? Our Mishnah says you're chay v'chatas. Right? That's what we're talking about. That's what our Mishnah reads. Our Mishnah reads like this. But we just said it's okay. You did it intentionally. So the Mephoshim explained, no. No. Yes, it was intentional, but it was intentional to shift to something that you thought was the case. Maybe you thought this was a, the Korban Chagiga. <laughs> I don't know. There's a hundred possibilities. But it wasn't, it wasn't in that way. It was meant to be specifically... It was meant to be specifically to teach us that, yes, you were okay, you changed your machshava. However, you did so thinking that it was the right thing to do. So therefore, the Gemara assumes that our Mishnah is talking about Be'akira, is talking about where you did so intentionally. So here's the problem with that. The Gemara says, I am Be'ezim and of three lines, Darim Sefer. The problem is the rest of our Mishnah. What does the rest of our Mishnah say? The rest of our Mishnah says, Pesach. If you have a random animal that you try to dedicate as a Korban Pesach, this we saw in our Mishnah, this is a quote, if you take a big, huge cow, then of course you're going to be chayv. No one's going to make that error. If it's the right size animal, then that's where we have our machlokis, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Eliezer, Machayv Chatos, Rabbi Yoshua Poter. And says the Gemara, the Ibe Oker, if that case in our Mishnah was talking about intentional mindset, so then mali ruya and mali enen ruya, no matter what we're going to say that you're going to be chayv in that case, because you were okay intentionally, that's for sure not going to work. Elipshita, it must be that this set, the seifa is talking about the toa. The problem with that is as follows. If the seifa is talking about the toa and the reisha is talking about be'oker, the seifa was an accident. The reisha was with intent, albeit with idealistic intent. Says the Gemara, reisha be'oker, that's a very big difference. That's a very big difference. The ratio is where you, where you intentionally shifted your mindset and the seifa is where you inadvertently, they're, they're just not, it's not the same thing. As I say frequently, it's not, it's not a level playing field anymore. These things are not comparable. So it says the Gemara, Amar in, in, yeah, no problem at all. It's okay that the ratio is talking about the oker and the seifa is talking about the toe. Says the Gemara, in, ratio, the oker, the seifa, the toe. A little story about this. Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef found Rabbi Abo amongst throngs of people. 
The Mishnah on the bottom of Ayin, Ayin Aleph, Amud Beis, to give me Pshat in the Mishnah, Rebbe, how do we understand it? Of course, it wasn't on Ayin Aleph for them. Our pagination is relatively recent historically, and these were Amoraim. There wasn't even a lot of what we see in our Gemara, because the Savoraim, who lived after the Amoraim, placed in a lot of the Shaklavatari, so it certainly wasn't this uh, pagination. Anyways, he said, what's Pshat in our Mishnah? Omar Le Rabbi Abo says back to Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef, Reisha Be'oker just like we understood in the name of Ravavin. The way that we understood it, it seems to be correct. It was quoted this way. Now let's see if it stands stands to stands the test. Says the Gemara Tanamine, he learned it from him, Arbain Zimnin. He learned it from his 40 times, learned it from him 40 times. The dummy lay keman de manchabekise. He learned it so many times, it's like it was in his pocket. So I was just thinking, this contrasts with the Gemara that says that when a person gets to Olam Olam Ha'emes, please God after 120 healthy, happy, productive years, that it should be Tamudobiyodo. Why does the Gemara say Tamudobikiso? So it could just be a balabata shapshat. When something's in your hand, you're ready to use it. When it's biyado, I'm ready to use it. It's, if it's bikis, I'm kind of ready. I got it on me, but I'm not totally. You're holding it in your hand, you're ready to go. So when we're, we're heading to Olam Ames after 120, Tamudu biyado, I'm ready to use this Torah. I'm ready to live my life this way. If it's bikis, so it's a little bit removed, but you're still holding on to it. I heard in a share, I was listening to help prepare for Davyomi. Somebody said, yeah, things fall out of your pocket all the time. You got to be careful. So Tamu Duvio does a little bit of a sharper tvisa. Nevertheless, he learned it 40 times and it was in his keys. Tanan, we have a Mishnah, quoting our Mishnah, and we're going to ask a question from it. What does our Mishnah say? We already learned this. We'll read through it quickly. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, he's arguing against Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshua. Mein Pesach, We said that if a Korban Pesach is brought, and then you change your mindset, you're going to be chayv. Zvacham, a random animal, that it can't be brought for its own purpose. When you change its mindset, when you change your mindset to bring this random animal to, to be a Korban Pesach, all the more so it should be problematic. So says the Gemara, if what you're saying is true, Reb Avim, if what you're saying is that the Reisha is Be'oker and the Seif is Be'toeh, hello dummy, the Reisha Be'oker and the Seif of The argument itself, it's a Kalva Chomer, Ma X, if Y, therefore, that, but the two of them are talking about two different cases. You've merged the Reisha and the Seifa into one argument. So how can you do that? I could understand if you want to say the ratio is X and the Seifa is Y. But if my whole argument to you is structured by weaving them together into one argument, Reisha Seifa, it's too much. It's too much. So says the Gemara, the Rabbi Eliezer, Lo According to Rabbi Eliezer, he doesn't think there's a difference between Oker and Toa. No problem at all. They're all the same. It is a level playing field, even though one was Oker and one was Toa. No problem at all. But the Rabbi Yeshua, the Shani lay, according to Rabbi Yeshua, who does agree that there's a difference between Oker, between the mindset of intentional changing of the mind and inadvertent changing of the mind, if that's what he held, then Lishnei Lehachi, why didn't you spit that back to Rabbi Eliezer? If you hold that Oker and Toa are different, you should have said back to Rabbi Eliezer, that's a ridiculous argument. One's Oker, one's Toa. They're not, they're not the same. It's not a level playing field. So then says the Gemara, brilliant answer. One third of the way down, a little bit more high in Beis Medalef, says the Gemara, this is what Rabbi Yoshua was saying back to Rabbi Eliezer. One of the rules in debates, you got to argue in a way that the other person can hear. If you don't argue in a way the other person can hear, then it's going to be two, it's just two ships passing in the night. So Rabbi Yoshua says, in my camp, Toe and, and uh, what's the other one? Oker, they're totally different. Intentional mindset shift and an inadvertent mindset, they're totally different shifts. Reisha, Oker, Vesefa, Betoa, they're totally different. But Lididach, you, Rabbi Eliezer, I know you won't agree with me. Lididach, lo, you don't agree with me. Therefore, I have to give you a different argument. 
How will I combat your argument with what I actually said in our Mishnah? Beautiful. Come on. There's no, I agree. I can't use the argument of Oker and Toa with you because I, I know that you don't agree with that distinction. So instead, I'm going to give you a different argument. What's my response to you, says Rabbi Yoshot Rabbi Eliezer, that if in regards to Pesach, where one is Shinu or you changed your mindset to something that isn't a Korban Pesach, but by the Zevach, by the Tomar Bizvachim, Shashin Eshemon, your mindset there is a Korban Pesach, so at least you should be Pater. So that's how Yeshua answered him. Beautiful. The Gemara here, another quote from our Mishnah. Omar Lay, this is another quote from our Mishnah. He tried to bring an argument from the Tmidin and Musaf and Rabbi Eliezer, We tried to bring a proof from the world of Tmidin and Musaf and Shehein Mutar and Lishman, that you're allowed to bring the Tmidin and Musaf on Shabbos. But if you take a random animal and you try to pretend like it's a Korban Tamid or if it's a Korban Musaf, there we would say you're Chayev. And then Amr Lord Yoshua Lo, he said, Amr Lord Rabbi Yoshua Lo, I don't agree with your argument. That's not a good argument. What did he say? Because we know how many Korbanos uh, Tamid there are every day. There's two, and there's one Korban Musaf. That's why we say Shachris and we say Mincha to represent the Tmitin and we say a Korban Musaf on that day. That's why the Postkim write that the, since Shmon Esrei during the week, the regular Shmon Esrei is rooted in the Korban Tamid. So therefore, if on Shabbos during Shachris and Mincha and Mariv, if you inadvertently start with the Bracha Vatachon and Ladam Das, you finish. But by Korban Musaf, it's not rooted in the same halachic Iker. It's not the Tamid. So therefore, if you start a Tachon and Ladam Das and Musaf on Shabbos, and this is Lamaisa, you stop your Bracha in the middle and you go back to Tikanta Shabbos. Okay? So it says the Gemara, the assumption of Rabbi Yeshua's answer was that it's all about Kitzvah. That if we know how many Korbanos there are, then we're going to be more Makbid. But Tomar Bepesach Shein Lo Kitzvah. So the Gemara says, Lememra, is this to imply to call Hecha the Islay Kitzvah Mechaev Rabbi Yeshua? That when we know how many Korbanos are ahead of us, then we're going to say that Rabbi Yeshua be Mechaev, just like we saw in our Mishnah? Is that what we're saying? I don't think that's going to play out so well. Let's see what the Gemara says. Two thirds of the way down. Let's talk about a case in Mishnah where there's two babies who need to have a bris. What's the case scenario? If it's not, this is a Mishnah that we saw in Masechet Shabbos about 90 blot ago. Says the Gemara as follows. Two children were born. Amol has two brises to do. One is a Sunday bris and one is a Shabbos bris. But the Moel makes a mistake. So if you take the baby who is a Sunday bris and you, uh, yeah, you take the Sunday bris and you do that bris on Shabbos, that's a zero. That doesn't count at all. Why doesn't that count at all? Because the Sunday bris is early. This is day seven. So you're chayv in that case. What if you have a baby? It's a Friday baby. It's a Friday bris. And it's a Shabbos bris. And the bris that was supposed to be on Friday, you did on Shabbos. We're back to our case. Because this baby really still has the mitzvah of Mila. It's just day nine. And you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos because it's not Docha Shabbos. Amila Shalobizman is not Docha Shabbos. There are a lot of exceptions to that. Amila, if it's a C-section, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of discussions. So the post can say, what if the delivery was an assisted delivery? They use forceps, they use uh, vacuuming, a whole bunch of all the post not all, many of the post can discuss these uh, these different cheetahs in general. We assume that if it's a C-section baby, that it's not it's not Docha Shabbos. And 
any other natural form of birth is considered acceptable. But here, this is a Friday baby being circumcised a day late on the following Shabbos. So it says the Gemara Vashacha Chumalas shall Erev Shabbos, Bishabbos, Tabit Var Mitzvah. You made a mistake with the Mitzvah, Rabbi Eliezer Machayev Chatas, Rabbi Yeshua Poter. What do we see by Rabbi Yeshua? You're Pater. Why are you Pater? It's Katsuv. That was the whole Yisod, that was his whole argument in our Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer wanted to say about, oh, Tmidin and Musafin, we see the rules are over there. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, 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 no. We can't learn from that. That's Katsu, because we know how many Korbanos there are. Okay, well, what about Bris Mila? We know how many Bris Milos there are. There's only two kids. So why over there by Bris Mila did you say Pater? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but in our Mishnah, you said Chayet. So Amar Rabbi Ami Hacha and what must have been the case? Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, Kigon, shall Erev, Shabbos, You did the bris of the baby, who was really the Friday baby. And this is Shabbos morning, bright and early, and you did that bris on Shabbos. Shabbos, you still have a baby left over to still do a circumcision on. And that baby, the other baby, was really the Shabbos bris. The first bris you did was an error. It should have been done the day before I, let's say you wake up in the morning and you realize, oh no, baby number one is Brish been yesterday. Then you push it off to Sunday. So here, why is it that Rabbi Yoshua says putter when it comes to Bris Mila, when it's a case of Tab Mitzvah? You made a mistake. You did the Shabbos, you did the Friday Bris on Shabbos. So he says, the reason why is because you're still involved in the other bris, your tarud, your mind is all over the place. And because you're not so grounded in your mind, therefore you're putter. But hacha here, in regards to our case in our Mishnah, the argument of Rabbi Eliezer to say that we're talking about Tzmidin and Musafin that are cut. So what happened over there? The first thing you did was a Tzmidin and a Musafin. And now you bring this random Korban. There, there, Rabbi, uh, there Rabbi Yehoshua is going to say that you're Chayev. That's why in our Mishnah he says that you're Chayev. But by Brismil he says that you're Patr. says, If that's true, then we don't understand Rav Meir. If what you're saying is true, then let's try to understand. Rabbi Meir Omer. Ten lines from the bottom of the page. Af he has the most lenient cheetah. This is a quote from our Mishnah. He says that if you take a random animal that isn't a tamid or a musafin, but in your brain, you decide this is a korban tamid and a musafin, you bring the korban, Allah has it your putter. This would be true even if you would have brought the actual korbanos first. Tanya, how can that be? Rabbi Chia, Me'evel Arab, that's the name of a location. Amar Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Chia says as follows, in the name of Rabbi Meir. Lo nechleku Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Meir is going to give a qualification on where the machlokes is between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer. Where do they not argue? Lo nechleku Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Yoshua, al shahayu lo shnei tinokos. There's no argument in the case of two babies. Echad lamul erev Shabbos, echad lamul b'Shabbos. The case is where you have a Friday baby and a Shabbos baby. B'shachachumala shel erev Shabbos b'Shabbos dechayev. Everyone agrees. If you do that, unlike our previous Marimakom, if you do the case uh, that everyone agrees, you're chayiv there. In the previous iteration, we saw that that's where Rabbi Yeshua was makil because you were still tarud in another mitzvah. That's why he said you're makil. But here he changes his changes his mind. Alma nechleku, last of the short lines, first of the longer lines, I invade Madalif. Alma nechleku, what are they actually arguing about? Al Shahilo Shnetinokos, a different case. Not the Friday Shabbos baby, but Echalamul Achara Shabbos, a Sunday baby, Bechalamul Bishabbos, and Yashabbos baby. And what you did is you did the bris, the mold did the bris of the Sunday baby on Shabbos. 
In that case, Rabbi Eliezer Mechayev Chata is Rabbi Yeshua Poter. So says the Gemara, this is a whole flipped way that we understood it before. We thought initially the way it was framed out for us is that the machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua was not when the Sunday bris was done on Shabbos, but when the Friday bris was done on Shabbos. Here it's reversed. Says the Gemara of Tizbarah. You're asking a question against Rabbi Meir that his whole shot doesn't make any sense. You don't make any sense. Mahasam to lo avid mitzvah pata Rabbi Yoshua. In one case, you haven't even done a mitzvah bichlal. When a Sunday bris is done on Shabbos, it's a zero. It's a zero. Do something else. Pierce another part. There's nothing. You haven't done anything. It's not a miss. There he says it's going to be putter. Then when he actually does a mitzvah, the Friday brisa and Shabbos, mitzvah for sure. For sure it's usher, but it's still a mitzvah. You're going to say he's going to be chayiv and that, that's actually a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, how do we understand this case? Amr, the Bey here's Pshat. Reisha, what was the Reisha? Really what happened was as follows. You did the Shabbos bris on Friday. Malshel Shabbos Be'erev Shabbos. Turning to the top of Ayin Be'ez, Amad Be'ez, large, large Amad ahead of us. We will make it for Marev. Shalom Nitna Shabbos Lidchos. When you have a case of doing a Shabbos bris on Friday, then the Friday baby is the one that's left over. That baby is lo nitna, lit, uh, lo nitna Shabbos Lidchos. He's a Friday baby. It's a Mila Shalom Bismana. Mila Shalom Bismana is not Doches Shabbos. Viseifa Nasna Shabbos Lidchos Eslo. But in the other case where the bris was, uh, where the bris would have been a trigger for Shabbos, if you did the Friday bris on Shabbos morning, then the Shabbos bris remains still the seifa. Nitna Shabbos litchos eslo. That's still a mitzvah to do on Shabbos. But in regards to the korbanos, harei nasna Shabbos litchos etzel korban tzibur. Everyone agrees that when it comes to Shabbos, that you're allowed to do the korbanos tzibur. So says the Gemara. This distinction doesn't even make any sense. Why are you saying that Shabbos is only eligible for bris milah on day eight? Shabbos is a day in general that's eligible for bris milah. for this baby, it might not be. So says the Gemara, Amar le Ravashi, I don't understand. Even in the case where the, the baby that is remaining is not really eligible for bris milah on Shabbos, it's the Sunday baby for Shabbos. He's not allowed to do that. But in general, it's true. So why would we say that this is not a day? We should say putter because it's a day that in general, bris milah is eligible. Says the Gemara, you're looking at it too globally. We need to look more granular. When we are trying to determine whether or not Rabbi Yeshua would hold Pater Achai, we have to look through the lens of the granular. Is this baby Shaykh by this Shabbos? Not in, yes, of course. We know you can do a bris by Shabbos, but the fact that this baby is not eligible, therefore, Rabbi, it doesn't work out to, to say the way the Gemara is recommending. If the baby is not eligible for Shabbos, then we're going to have to say that the, that the Korban, that the, that the bris in that case was Chayev. Says the Gemara in Beis Medbeis, six lines down. There we made a distinction in our mission. You take a random animal and you try to make it for the sake of a Korban Pesach. We said, if a big, a big cow, Pasha, that's going to be Chayv. But if it's an animal that is the right size, so then Rabbi Elias, Mechayv Chatas, and Rabbi Yeshua Poter. That's where we saw Machlokas in our Mishnah. So the Gemara wants to know this distinction of when an animal is Ro'i versus not Ro'i. Where did we get that from? Where do we see our distinction between the an animal that's ra'oi and not? When an animal is not ra'oi, we say chayiv. When an animal is ra'oi, we say pater. Where does that even come from? Answers the Gemara Reb Shimon. The Tanya, the Brisa presents the sheet of Reb Shimon, but first we're going to see the sheet of the Tanakama. What is the Tanakama? Hold not Reb Shimon. The Tanakama says, 
Either way, as well. Someone who changes their kavana potter diver Meir. So Rabbi Meir is going to potter both in the case of Roi and Eno Roi. And here comes our shita, the one that's reflected in our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? Ama Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon says, Lo They both agree that if the animal is a cow for the sake of a korban pesach. Pasha, that you're going to be chayev there. Just open your eyes. The animal's not shaykh to a korban pesach. It's a cow. It's not allowed. Where do they, in fact, argue? The only time they argue, when a person takes a random animal and they shaykh it for the sake of a korban pesach, everyone agrees that the animal is not a korban pesach. The only question is, did you violate the Isra of Shechita on Shabbos because it really wasn't a korban pesach? There, Allah re'uyan, Shrabi Elias, Mechayv Chatzav, Rabbi Yeshua Poteh. Says the Gemara, crazy idea. Amar Rabbi, Amar Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Rabbi says the following about Rabbi Elazar, not Eliezer. Excuse me, Elazar. He says, Poter Haya Rabbi Meir Afilu Egel Shel Zivchei Shlemim Sheshachto L'Shem Pesach. He would potter an animal, an eagle is a very large animal. It's a calf. That's a cow. That's not a regular animal for a korban pesach. Still, there he'd say that if it was done for zivchei shlamim and it was shachto l'shum pesach, it was an animal that was a shlamim, but your mindset was for pesach. Within the camp of Rav Meir, Rav Bibi says you're going to be potter. Amar le Rav Zera the Rav Bibi Amar Rav Yochanan Modahay Rav Meir bebalei mumin. I don't understand. You're going to say over there that you're putter when you take a cow to do a korban pesach. But when it comes to a bal mum, everyone agrees that you're going to be high. The animal's missing a leg, it's missing an ear, it's missing an eye. Come on, like, why, why would you say that an agel, which is a way too big of an animal for a korban pesach, why would you say that that's putter? That should be chayv just like a bal mum. So answers the Gemara, Amar the last of the short lines, I am Bezim and Amar mumin lo taribu. There was no race to check the animal. You, you got plenty of time to check the animal. Do it once over. But here with the Korban Pesach, it's only on Yudalit. It's only after Chatzos. You're rushing. You grab the calf. It's the wrong kind of animal, granted. So that's why the Gemara in the name of Rav Meir makes a distinction. Ask the Gemara, what about an animal that's totally not Shaykh? An animal that wasn't even set aside. It wasn't even Muktash to be brought as a Korban Pesach. What would Rav Meir say in such a case? We know what he says about the case of the Egel Shalzim Cheshlamim. What does he say about a random animal in the barn? You, you tell, the, you tell the, person, the farmer, go get me an animal out of the barn. I don't care what it is. It's Chulin. Amar Lay, what would he say? Second line of the wide lines, halfway down. Even a random animal would be putter if you would have brought that as a korban if your mindset was Pesach. It's unbelievable how far he takes the idea of Ta'ab Mitzvah. He says, even if the animal is completely ineligible, not a Balmum, but if the animal is otherwise ineligible because of its size, it doesn't make a difference. You're going to be putter. Aye, says the Gemara. Same question. How can you say over here that the case of Chulin is going to be putter if Balmum is, is going to be Chayiv? So says the Gemara, we're, we're never going to make a mistake by a Balmum. The animal is blaringly not eligible for a Korban. However, here by the Chulin animals, the fact that the animal is not Mukdash is, is not evident when you look at it. You can't tell if an animal's Mukdash or not. We don't brand it. We have no idea. So when you take a Chulin animal, it really looks like a Korban Pesach. We don't know. Masha'en came when it comes to Bali Mumin, 
They're a pasha. You're just not looking. Go do your job. Go look at the animal and see if it has a moon. So therefore, everyone, this is how Rav Meir would work out. Rav Meir would say, by a Balmum, I agree that you're going to be chai. That guy was irresponsible. Go look at your animal. See if it has a moon. But when it's a chul, an animal that's the right size, Push it that we're going to make a mistake like that. So therefore, in that case, it's fine to it's fine that he made that error, quote unquote. It's not fine, but at least it's not an Esr Daraisa. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute. You just said that it was about uh and lo michlefe. Says the Gemara, but time of the Is that really what it's about? That by Bali Mumin will never make that error if only I would have looked, therefore I'm chayev. But by the case of the chulin animal, I would make the mistake, and therefore uh, that's the distinction. How can that be? Why there did he say that the eagle shows up, which was a shlamim, that he had intent for the Korban Pesach? Why there did he say pater? Alma, time of the Rameir, because he was so busy, it was our Pesach, he was running around. So we, uh, we fine, we're going to give you, a, we're going to be light on you. A Baruch Hu says, we're going to be light on you, we're not going to give you a big punishment for that. So how do we understand this conflict? Is the Makor, the sheet of Rav Meir, because of Tarid, that you're so involved in the mitzvah that you might make an error? Or is the shita of Rav Meir because of Ichlufe, about whether or not we can perceive an error? Maybe you picked up a chulin animal. I can't tell the difference. So you're putter. So answers the Gemara, Amar Lay, almost exactly halfway down, seven lines down, six lines down in the wide lines, Amar Lay. Tarid, when will you be potter in the name of Mayor? Tarid, if you're very Tarid, it's Mamish Erev Pesach. You're racing. Afal Even though Lo Michlav, you wouldn't have made such an error. And Michlav Afal Tarid. And if you might have made the error, right? The Hulan animal that looks like a Kachim animal, we can't tell the difference. But, and even though, even though Afal Tarid, even if it wouldn't have been a crazy time of day, in all of those cases, you would have been Pater. By the Balmum, there's no excuse. There's no, even the most makil sheet of our Gemara, which is the sheet of Rav Meir, there is no excuse. You are never going to be exempt for allowing a Balmum to get to the Korban. Never acceptable. You need to open your eyes and you need to check. Fine. Says the Gemara halfway down. Yossi Reb Zeira, Reb Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, Reb Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak, Akila de Reb Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak. They were at Akila, which is, Akila is like a doorway or like a foyer area, like an entryway. They were sitting there, maybe a screened-in porch, a nice day, and they're talking and learning. Amar Reb Shimon ben Lakish. Reb Shimon ben Lakish says, I'm going to paint a picture for you. You have a skewer that's filled with meat that's nosar, and you mix it up with and you mix it up with a regular roasted meat. I don't know which one's which. You ate possibly nosar, and you ate possibly regular tzli meat. What's the halacha? Chayet. Okay, next line. And whenever it says Rav Yochanan Amar instead of Amar Rav Yochanan, whenever we put the name first, we're, we always assume a machlokes. But it's not so clear here as the Gemara is going to indicate. Rav Yochanan Amar, in a case of Ishto Nida, Ba'al Chayev. If a, if a man's wife is a Nida and they are intimate, Chayev. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is literally a Pasuk in Vayikra. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean that it was obvious to him that she was Anida. It was not obvious that she was Anida, but it became clear that she was Taka, she, she was Taka Nida. So that's what we're talking about. It wasn't clear. Now, Rav Yochanan, that's part one of Rav Yochanan. Here's part two. Yevimto Nida, the, the, his brother, a, a man's brother died and they had no children in the mitzvah of Yibum. So the intimacy of the Yibum is a mitzvah. So he was going to be together with his new wife-to-be. Um, so in that case, if they're together, same circumstance, nida, bo'al, pater. Allah is their pater. So 
is Rav Yochanan arguing on, on uh, the Shita of Reish Lakish or no? So it says the Gemara, two options. There are those who will say, Yes, I agree with Rav Shimon, and all the more so it would be true. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Ishtonida is obvious, and all the more so by Rav Shimon, because there by the Basar, it's not a mitzvah. Some say, no, Potter. In the case of Rav Shimon, it would be Potter. My Taima, Hasam, who by the Isha Nida, he should have had a transparent dialogue with her to find out how close she was to her period, and maybe if there's any dam that has begun to uh, that has begun to discharge. Avalhacha with the Basar, the low Havalei Shule. There's no way to identify the Basar in such a case. Look, that would not be the case. We'd say you're Patra in that case. So ask the Gemara. Hold on one second. But Rav Yochanan, Mashna Yevimto Mitzvah. Whoa, I don't understand. The reason why you're putter by the Yavama when you when you're intimate with her the first time to consecrate the marriage, so there that's a mitzvah. Ishto nami kavi mitzvah. Tashmish amita with one's wife. We should still say putter. You're right. The conclusion was that she was a nida, but the fact is that it's tab mitzvah. You made a mistake, but tashmish amita at times is a mitzvah. Is a mitzvah sasei Torah. Says the Gemara, the ishto meuberes. She's already pregnant. So what mitzvah must we be talking about? Pruervu. And if a woman's already pregnant, she can't conceive twice. She's already pregnant. So therefore, maybe there's no mitzvah, says the Gemara. That's not correct. There's still a mitzvah for a couple to be intimate. We have a mitzvah in the Torah that in a particular frequency, based on the based on the Gemara, and this is quoted in the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Mem in, in Orachayim, that the halacha is that there is a mitzvah of ona for a couple to be together. So even if she's a mi'uberis, even if a woman is, is, has conceived, it doesn't mean they should never be together. So says the Gemara, Shalom Bishas Onasa. This was not the appropriate time because we know halacha lemaisa that we have what are called vestos. So the, when a woman reaches a vestos, the halacha is that she's supposed to be porish from her husband for at least one ona. We're makbid for the orzarua that we add to, uh, another ona afterwards, 24 hours, and we're not together for three days for the interval set of days, for the calendar days, uh, and one other one, maybe two other ones, and a vestos beinonis. Anyways, it was Shalom Bishas Onasa. But so what? It may it may not have been the case that. Um, Oh, sorry, I, mis- I said that wrong. Let me go back a little bit. Okay, granted, she's pregnant, but there's still a, still a time that they can be together where there's a mitzvah. As long as she sh- shows a teshuka to be together, answers the Gemara, they've already fulfilled the requirements of frequency. So this is a big discussion. Um, we know famously the line that we say is, that it's uh, for people who are in the category of chachamim, they should be together uh, once a week on Fridays, that's con- on Friday nights, that's considered to be um, the Onas Tamini Chachamim. Of course, couples should try and find the appropriate balance in the Shulchan Aruch. For the average person in the Shulchan Aruch, it speaks to the idea of twice a week as being an, an appropriate frequency for intimacy. Nevertheless, in this case, whatever the, let's say it was twice a week, so they were together already twice that week. So this was Shiloh B'Sha'as Onasa, so the mitzvah of Ona was already fulfilled. So to this, the Gemara says, but wait a minute, so says the Gemara here that uh, a husband should be available to his wife for intimacy if she shows a desire to do so. So here the Gemara says, here the Gemara says that no, she's that she's close to reaching her period and therefore it's not, not appropriate for them to be together. Big machlokas in the Gemara Maseches Nida are vestos to raise her vestos to rabbanon. Is there an iser doraisa to be together with one spouse on a day that's uh, that's a vestos? Yes or no? We paskin that it's a midrabbanon, and therefore there are times that one can be lenient, but as long as there are certain indicators, 
um, after uh, a vestas, uh, during a vestas, one a woman should make sure that she's done a vadika before the couple is intimate again, just to make sure that the blood has, uh, the, that the uterine lining has not started to strip away so that she'll become anita. So says the Gemara, Ihachi, if all of that is true, we have to apply all of the same exact rules to his Yavama. Afilu Yavim Tonami. Says the Gemara, you're right that maybe he should have been able to ask her, but Yavimto buzzies me not. This is like the first time they're they're together. So buzzies, there's like a little busha there that he has with his Yavama. Masha'in came to Ishto, Ishto lo buzzies me not. Okay, very good. Says the Gemara, Rav Yochanan Kiman. Rav Yochanan, who does he hold like in regards to the Yavama? That a Yavama is Potter, says the Gemara that a man who is intimate with a Yavama for the first time to consecrate the marriage and Shitaka becomes a Nida. So, and that they're putter. Where does that come from? Ilema, three-fourths of the way down, 15 lines up. Ilema, Karabiosi, maybe it's like the following sheet of the Tanan. Rabbi Omer, Yom Tarishon Shechaliyos, Bishabes Vishachach, Vahotzi Asalul Rishusarabin. Let's say there was a person who they ended up accidentally carrying out the Dalad Minim into Rishusarabin, their putter, and they showed Sibirishus. You were carrying it for good reasons, and you didn't, you were spaced out. You walked out into the into the public. So, because you were so, you were so Bahul, so maybe that's the same idea as to why you're Tarud. You're Tarud you're distracted. So, so to buy the Yavama, you're distracted, says Gemara, that doesn't work. Maybe that's not true because by the Dalad Minim, you can only fulfill the mitzvah of Dalad Minim during the daylight hours. Masha'en came with the Yavama. The intimacy can't happen at any time. In fact, it's uh, written in Halacha that one should be only Belayla in a dark room in a base afil when a couple is intimate uh, to preferably be in a base afil if it's not dark enough. Uh, we can turn off lights. And if it's not dark enough because there's uh, moonlight, then one should use a blanket to be ma'apil de taliso to cover up to try and remain sanua. Fine, so that doesn't work. So let's try another source as to where we learn that a, that a, a man who is intimate with a Yavama and finds out she's a nida, that they're potter. The Ella, maybe Rabbi Yeshua Dezvachim. Maybe our Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua Dezvachim, who says you're potter in our Mishnah. So why don't we say that that's our source for Rabbi Yochanan's uh, source about the Yavama? Says the Gemara, no. The Zvachim too, Korbanos can only be brought during the day. Dilma Hasam Nami, Zmano Bahu. Oh, so we have to try again. Maybe within the Machlokos that we saw in regards to Brismila, we saw the sheet of Rabbi Yoshua that he was putter there. Maybe by the Brismila where your putter over there for doing it because uh, it's Tava Mitzvah, your putter Brismila. Maybe we should say the same by Avama. No, Brismila is only done during the day. I just got a, a guy request this week. Can you do the Bris at six, seven, eight, nine o'clock? It's convenient for our family. I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. It's a zero. We got to find another another time to do it during the day. So that source doesn't work either. Ve'ela, maybe it's Rabbi Yeshua de Truma. Maybe it's like the sheet of Rabbi Yeshua in the world of Truma. What does Rabbi Yeshua say about the world of Truma? That's not ten lines from the bottom on Ayin Beis Mabeis. You're in the middle of eating truma and you instantly find out that you're not a good Kohen anymore. You married a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. That's not Kishmak. Then says the Gemara, there we have a Machlokas, Rabbi Eliezer, Machayev, Karen, Bechomish, Rabbi Yeshua, Poter. Same thing, you're Tava Mitzvah. It's the same Shita over and over and over again. Rabbi Yeshua, Tava Mitzvah is Poter. Rabbi Eliezer holds its Chayef. So maybe this is the Rabbi Yeshua that we hold like. This is where we learn the Yavama from. We learned that it's from the case of, of the Patur here. It's an unfortunate scenario. Tava Mitzvah is going to be Patur. It's a Yavama. Tava Mitzvah is going to be Patur. Says the Gemara, well, maybe not. Maybe we're talking about Truma that's on Erev Pesach. And there we have a limited amount of time just until Shkia. And therefore, we cannot learn Yavama from there. Inami, another possible reason, shiny Truma, Dikriya Voda. Also, maybe you can't learn it out from Truma because Truma has a unique din to it that it's called an Avoda. There, the Avoda was given 
even a heter by the truma from a pasuk in the Torah. So therefore you cannot learn your Vama from there because it's a unique din unto itself. How do we know all of this? It's not six lines from the bottom. You're about to do a korban and someone says, wait, your wife lied to you. She's taka ben grusha. Fine. Says the Gemara, Kola Kurban is Kulan Shikri Bagavim is Bech Psulan, Rabbi Yeshua Machshir. Rabbi Yeshua here says that your Machshir, these Korbanos, I, the Kohen, was a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. Says the Gemara, don't worry about it. Vermina, my time, what's the reason to Rabbi Yeshua? Why does he say that the that the uh, all of the Korbanos of this Kohen were, were fine? Because the short answer we would have wanted to say is Tabi Mitzvah's Pater, therefore Yavamba, but we can't say that. Here we're not saying Tabi Mitzvah Pater. Here, what we're saying is that we have a Xerah del Rice as to why the Kohen, uh, who now found out that he's no longer a good Kohen, why his Korbanos are good, that which his hands did is considered acceptable, even though he, uh, even though he's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, we still say it's acceptable. How do we know that Truma is referred to as an Avoda? The Tanya, the Brysa writes, one night, Rabbi Tarfon didn't show up to night sitter, and he got called to task on it in the morning. Lashacharis Matsu Mitzao, Rabbi Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel says to him, Amar Lo, Rabbi Tarfon, where were you? Why did you come to night sitter that night? Amar Lo, he said back to him, Avoda Avaditi, I was doing the Avoda. Amar Lo, Rabban Gamliel is like, I think you have lost your marbles. What is going on here? Kold Varecha, Einan Ela Divrei Tema. Everything that just came out of your mouth, I have no idea what you're talking about. They're Divrei Tema. You did the Avoda? And he says more explicitly, that there's any avoda today at all. There's no base of mikdash. What avoda are you talking about? Omar Lo Rabbi Tarfon answers, Rehu Omar, turning to the top of my Gimel and with this we're going to close out. Avodas matana etenes kunaschem vazar korev yumas. What does that pasuk mean? Asu achilas truma. The achila of truma is treated begvulin outside of the mikdash. Ke'avodas beis hamikdash. It's treated to be exactly like the same as the Beis HaMikdash, and that is how eating Truma got the name of Avoda. We'll stop here. Is today Tuesday? Today's Monday? Today's Monday. It's Monday. Tomorrow night, a blot. I don't know how much we'll try to get done, a blot and a half, maybe more. Uh, and then no Dafyomi at all, uh, not in person or on Zoom on Wednesday night, and we'll pick up again Thursday night. Have a beautiful night. So we're moving forward, right? We're not catching up?